Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Educator Essentials, the podcast where we talk with our members about success stories, best practices, and strategies for faculty, preceptors, and those involved in the education of the pharmacy workforce. My name is Jennifer Baumgartner. I'm a member of ASHP's Development of the Educational Workforce SAG, and today we will be chatting with Lindsay Childs-Keen, Clinical Associate Professor with the University of Florida College of Pharmacy, and Grazia Murphy, Clinical Pharmacist Practitioner, Acute Care, ICU, with W.G. Hefner, Salisbury VA Medical Center, about their professional journeys between clinical practice and academia and the advice they have for others considering a career transition. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, ladies. I'm pleased to be speaking with you. Can you each tell me a little bit about yourself and your current positions? Thank you. Uh, I am Grazia Murphy. I am a graduate of the University of Florida College of Pharmacy, and I completed my PGY1 pharmacy training at a VA healthcare system in Florida. Currently, I'm the acute care clinical pharmacist practitioner at a level one CVA medical center in North Carolina, and I have functioned as a clinical pharmacist practitioner for the past six years. I'm Lindsay Childs-Keen, and I am currently a full-time clinical faculty member with the University of Florida, and I've been in this role for almost eight years. I'm originally from Florida, and I'm a UF College of Pharmacy graduate as well. I did my PGY residency at an academic medical center in Florida and my PGY2 infectious diseases residency uh, at a VA in Texas. My clinical practice area is infectious diseases, and I'm also interested in the scholarship of teaching and learning, particularly focusing on the professional development of student and new practitioner pharmacists. Well, thank you for those introductions. Could you both give us a little bit more on the background of your current practice sites and professional responsibilities? Yeah, thanks, Jen. So I am a clinical faculty member. And so overall, my professional responsibilities are split. And that's split about 60% teaching, 20% clinical practice, 10% scholarly activity, and 10% service. Although I will say we do have clinical faculty in my institution and I know across the academy that have different breakdowns and some have significantly more clinical practice responsibilities than what I have. My current clinical practice site is with UF Health Shands in the outpatient setting. So I work with a multidisciplinary team in the infectious diseases division to monitor patients who are discharged from the hospital on long-term IV antimicrobials, which we refer to as OPAT. Most of my teaching occurs in the first three years of the curriculum, so that's before students go on their APPE rotations, and most of my teaching is focused on infectious disease-related topics. So my scholarly activity includes both research related to the scholarship of teaching and learning that I mentioned earlier, as well as other publications related to infectious diseases. Um, My service responsibilities include committee involvement at the college, as well as in professional organizations, including ASHP. My primary responsibilities here at the hospital are related to direct patient care for the acute care services. So since this is a smaller institution that I'm currently at, I cover both internal medicine, acute care, so that's med surge, the ICU, and I do curbside consults for the ER as well. Uh, The title of clinical pharmacist practitioner makes me a mid-level provider on the interdisciplinary team. So I have a scope of practice in the inpatient services that allows me to be able to dose independently and 
anticoagulation management, pharmacokinetics, parental nutrition, and overall comprehensive medication management for our admitted patients. So I can uh, essentially work with my team. They handle the diagnosis and I take care of treatment and optimization. I'm also a PGY1 pharmacy preceptor for acute care and transitions of care rotations, as well as elective rotations. I have additional admin responsibilities being assigned to committees as a pharmacy representative for critical care committee, anticoagulation committee, and the nutrition committee. And then I'm also the national co-chair for the VA emergency medicine subject matter expert work group uh, with the National Clinical Pharmacy Practice Office. Oh, well, thank you for that. So it sounds like You all are in different environments and have different allocation of your responsibilities, but some commonalities seems like you both are involved in uh, clinical services, teaching of students and uh, precepting and providing um, service work at your institution. So that's great. Can you tell us a little bit more about your journey as far as when did you decide the time was right to transition from your prior role to your current role? Grazia? Thank you. So after residency, I went to do what I thought I was trained to do, and I became a clinical pharmacy specialist for a local community hospital in the private sector in Florida. So there, i that's my start of when I covered ICU, acute care, and the emergency department. And I had two other colleagues, uh, and we developed the services. It was a centralized service prior to us getting there, and then we decentralized and made sure that we were implementing good, strong clinical backgrounds in pharmacy so that we would be integrated into the team. But being three of us, the workload was still challenging. Um, So it was a day-to-day keeping afloat. Um, My husband got an opportunity to move, so my family and I had to relocate to West Palm Beach. And it was at that time where I was recognized by a colleague to try to obtain a position in academia. So with that move and the change, I just took that challenge and I transitioned uh, to a pharmacy practice assistant professor with a focus of drug information and literature evaluation at Palm Beach Atlantic University. So I had a wonderful time setting up my practice site at the West Palm Beach VA and approximately 30 to 40% of my time was split there and as well as on site where I would be able to um, deliver didactic courses and work with my faculty members. So I loved my interaction with the students and find my time with the APPE students on rotation the most fulfilling. So when given the opportunity to fill a new role and develop a new position in the emergency department at the West Palm Beach VA, uh, I took a chance to return to a more direct patient care with the continued precepting of APPE students and residents. So um, just looking at that opportunity and overall what my goals would be in my career, I felt it was a good time to transition. Uh, And that was in 2017. So this past summer, we did relocate again. Uh, My husband got a promotion once again, and we're now in North Carolina. And here I transitioned from emergency medicine back to acute care. So it's a really good mix of direct patient care, precepting and process improvement development. So I did sort of the opposite of what Grazia did. So before I joined full-time faculty, I worked full-time at a VA medical center for about two years right after my PGY2 residency. So I was really interested in teaching and precepting while I was um, doing my full-time clinical care at the VA. So I precepted a lot of students and residents in my less than two years there. I was also facilitating a course at a local college of pharmacy in the evenings and guest lecturing at another college of pharmacy for which all of this teaching I had to take time off in order to do. 
So with my position at the VA, the focus really was on providing excellent clinical care. And that didn't leave a lot of room for everything else. Um, So when a full-time position at the College of Pharmacy with the University of Florida became available, I thought it really was the right time to make this transition between full-time clinical practice and academia. Thank you. I mean, you both alluded to this a little bit, but could you expand or, or highlight a little bit further those experiences that helped you expand your vision, change your vision, give consideration to your perspective on the the road you wanted to take in your career journey? Yeah. So as I mentioned the in my position at the VA, the focus really was on clinical care for veterans. And I loved taking care of veterans. But what I also realized while I was doing these extra teaching responsibilities during my off time was that I wanted much more interaction with students and more teaching overall. So I thought that the precepting that I did as a part of my VA position would be enough initially, but I kept wanting to do more teaching, and especially with those students before they reach APPE rotations. So that's when I really realized that my professional goals would be more likely to be fulfilled by a full-time academic position. On my end, I am extremely privileged to have really good mentors whom I discuss my career goals and visions along the lines. And I do a lot of reflection in that, especially when those moves come up in life, uh, just establishing where I'm at and where I'm going to be and what my path is. So during a meeting with one of my faculty mentors, I was directly asked uh, where I was leading, what I needed to accomplish to achieve an associate uh, professor position and promotion and what direction my career was heading. And it was very evident after that meeting that my excitement and ultimate goals aligned more with the clinical practice setting versus the traditional academia track. Uh, And then serendipitously, right around that time was the opportunity to actually build my own practice site uh, with a focus of direct patient care and emergency medicine. So in just having those experiences, I was able to transition back to uh, what I'm currently doing. Great. Thank you. So as you've moved along this journey, um, you've had a vision of what that might look like and some support along the way, but certainly we always can't predict (laughs) what comes up when we uh, transition between uh, job responsibilities or career choices. So what were those unique challenges you both experienced during or after uh, you transitioned to your current role? Well, when I was a faculty member, my focus was the learning experience of the student and the resident. So once I was back in a clinical setting, I had to remember that in that direct patient care area, the focus needed to be incorporated into teaching and precepting, not just a 100% focus, because ultimately the veterans were my uh, main priority. So it's just flowing back into the workflow, the precepting and teaching so that I'm still efficient and with my patient interventions and charting uh, to have everything completed by the end of my scheduled tour. As much as I love teaching in my job itself, uh, if I'm scheduled for an eight to 10 hour day, I do have a responsibility to my family to make it out on time. So it definitely took me more than one rotation cycle to get in that good rhythm where I felt like I was giving the students and residents the experiences they needed, as well as fulfilling my responsibilities to my patients. So one of the dramatic differences for me when I made the transition from full-time clinical practice to academia was that an academic position can be very flexible. And what I mean by that is that although I definitely have days and times that I have to be in the classroom or at my practice site or at a committee meeting, there's a lot of freedom in when and how I fulfill the rest of my responsibilities. 
For example, I didn't know that I was interested in the scholarship of teaching and learning until I joined academia. I thought all of my scholarship as a faculty member was going to come from infectious diseases, but I had the freedom and flexibility to incorporate not just the infectious diseases, but the scholarship of teaching and learning into my my scholarly activity. I also don't have a supervisor who's telling me that I have to write a textbook chapter on a particular day at a specific time. I can determine when I do that writing. So yes, this entails some working in the evenings and on weekends at times and balancing that with my obligations to my family, but it also gives me the flexibility that I sometimes need in order to be off work a little bit earlier due to family obligations. So on balance, when you think about um, your current position, what do you find to be the most rewarding aspects of that? So one of the most rewarding parts, I think, of being in academia is seeing my students succeed and they can succeed in lots and lots of different things. So that might be when a light bulb goes off in the classroom when they finally grasp a concept or they put a couple of concepts together, or they might earn a very well-deserved award, or they find an excellent job residency or fellowship position that suits them. So all of those and really getting to see the next group of students succeed is hands down one of my favorite rewarding parts. I love that every day at work, I make an impact on patient care. So it's either I keep advancing uh, to be able to impact direct patient care on an individual level. And I know I've made interventions that were very important for the progress of that patient. Uh, And indirectly with the process improvements that we're establishing globally, I'm making an impact on direct patient care to making sure that we're giving safe and quality healthcare to our veterans. So I find that to be amazing and every day slightly different, uh, but ultimately with that same workflow. Great. Thank you so much. So for those um, who are listening today who might be considering a transition from academia to clinical practice or clinical practice to academia, what advice would you have for those folks? Definitely just reflect on what fulfills you day to day. Don't be afraid to take an opportunity or a new challenge that can help you achieve both your short-term and long-term goals for your career. So again, talking to those mentors, just establishing what it is that you envision for your future. Uh, The beauty of our profession of pharmacy is the variety of opportunities available. So make sure you're up to the challenge and be able to take them when they arrive. Yeah, similar to Grazia, I I think you should think a lot about what your goals are for your career. You know, you heard Grazia is excited by patient care. Does that resonate with you? You heard that I'm, I I love being around students. You know, is that what energizes you? Um, Or do you want some combination of the two? And so depending upon what your goals and your passions are, try to find a position that aligns with those things. And keep in mind, if you're looking at academia, there's lots of different types of academic positions with differing teaching and clinical practice requirements for each position. And so just because one clinical faculty position didn't necessarily meet your goals doesn't always mean that another one won't um, because the breakdown of responsibilities is different from position to position. 
The other thing I'll say is that ASHP's section of ambulatory care practitioners had a Twitter chat in early May of 2022 talking about career transitions and career pivots. Um, And so that is an interesting place to go look and see what other people had to say about career transitions they've made and things they've considered in doing the transitions. Great. Thank you so much for those pearls and insights into your career journeys and for sharing your stories. That's all the time that we have for today. If you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHP's educator resources, such as the Preceptor Toolkit, Research Resource Center, and the ASHP Education Connect community. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.